Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 404 of the Podcast Sheet Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the the glowing, the glimmering Elsie Escobar. Sweet. That's my regular face, by the way. No makeup. My regular face. Those of you who are watching, this is not self-tanner. I actually have seen the sun this summer. For the first time in five, well, and for the first time in a few years, probably three, I guess. Um, Well, think about it. Like the year of 2019, I was preparing for the event. The year of 2020, I was trying to avoid getting sick. And then the last two summers, I was planning the event. So it's very nice to be able to not plan an event and go in the sunshine, which is what I've been longing for is like a real summer for so long. So, so I'm going to, I've been to the beach. I'm going to go back. I've tried to avoid work, but it's really hard. So I've decided I'm only going to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until September. I mean, except for recording with you. That doesn't really feel like work though, to be honest. And I mean, I'm doing stuff like I wanted to talk about a new email tool that I'm trying and like, I'm trying to like organize all my files and stock art. Have you ever even remotely attempted to organize your digital files. It is a cluster. I'll tell you what. I've never attempted it. I see it a lot. And I try to slowly develop a system as I do it, but Mm -hmm. I've never like sat there and did it. So my problem is that I decide I want one folder for all the things and then I start moving them over myself. And then I feel like it's too difficult. And then I get a system like a, I pay like $9 for some website to like move all my stuff over for me. And then inevitably in the middle, I decide it's taking too long. And so I try to do it manually and then some time will pass and I'll do it again. So I actually have eight versions of the same folder. Like every time I do a search on my computer for one document, at least six versions of that document comes up and not versions like, like not different versions. The same document will come up six times because it's in Dropbox. It's in Google Drive. It's in this folder. It's in that folder because I make backups. Now I have backups of backups. Well, it's such a disaster. I can't even tell you. I, I don't. Yeah, it's terrible. So I've been working on that. And I just, like I said, I just started a new email system, which I'm trying to acclimate to, which we'll talk about later if we have time. What about you? How's your summer going? What are you doing? What are you up to? It's What's good. going on? Just working. Are you getting in the sun at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, I go, I mean, this summer, my favorite thing is to wake up in the morning and go do all my, I work for two hours outside every morning. That's nice. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm outdoors from seven to 9 a.m. ish. Sometimes 7.30 to 9.30 depends on, you know, how soon I get going and how soon I set up out there. So that's been amazing. I love that. I can't wait. I want to see how long I can have that happen. Yeah. So, and it's the best because it's not sunny on my face. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, it's so hot. It's the perfect temperature. Yeah, and- yeah I have shadeish. Like, it, the sun's not really super hitting me. Yeah. It was beautiful this morning. So, during that time, I'm waking up Isaac and getting him ready for camp, which requires um, a lunch, a water bottle, two bathing suits, a towel, sunscreen, bug spray. Does he bring it all back? Yeah, he brings it all. Well, the lunch he eats, but yeah, he brings it all back. And the yeah, and um, and a and a breakfast, which he almost never eats. So it's an it's a busy morning. And then he's usually there by eight forty five. And then 
depending on how much sleep I didn't get the night before, I go back to sleep until, I mean, I'd like to say 10, but sometimes it's 11. I haven't been sleeping well. Yeah. Hormones. Wait, I want to get back to the whole uh, packing for camp. Camp. And the fact, and he brings all of that stuff back. Why? How is this happening? This is their fucking system, okay? It's not a perfect system, but they have instructional swim in the morning. So they have him arrive in bathing suit one. They swim, and then they change into dry oh, – sorry, I'm not giving you the finger. They change into dry clothes for the first time. Okay. Then they have lunch, whatever the fuck else they do, and then it's time for free swim in the afternoon in which they change into bathing suit number two. Okay. So bathing suit number one is already wet in the book bag, you know, hopefully in a plastic bag, but Delaware does not have plastic grocery bags anymore, so they've been hard to find. So I'm just letting him ruin his shit, basically, because I don't know what to put it in. Anyway, every bag I have is like cloth now for shopping. Anyway, so yeah, so he puts in the wet, then he gets dry, then he puts in the second wet, he's dry again, and then he comes home with the towel and the bathing suit. He's wearing the dry clothes. So it's two bathing suits, one towel. And he's wearing the dry clothes by the time he gets home. What about all the other bits? The lunch is in a lunchbox, which goes in the fridge when he gets there. Then he eats the lunch, schmooshes the lunchbox, you know, because it's cloth, puts it yeah. back in his in his backpack. So it's empty. The water bottle, he is with him all day long. So he can't really lose that unless he refuses to drink water, which would be impossible at summer camp. But we didn't have this when we were kids. Like we had to depend on like someone to give us water because there were no water bottles, right? But he's got one attached to him like every all day, every day. And they must have people there going, did you put your your thing in your backpack? Did you pick yes, up counselor. your towel? Did you yes. put, did you have the grant? Like somebody has to be doing that because I'm like- They're, They have counselors and I don't know how many kids swim at a time, but you know, the counselors have to make sure they, they I mean, it's like, let's say there's like 12 kids in a bunk and they're co-ed. So there's probably a couple female counselors that go with, with the girls and a couple in with Isaac. Yeah, they they check to make sure nothing's on the floor. Whose slipper is that? Where are your goggles? I can't, you know, and then of course one's going to be like, I can't find my blah, blah, blah. Oh, I picked it up by accident. Sorry. And they'll like, you know. Yeah. They're actually pretty, it's actually taught him to be pretty well aware of where all his stuff is because he hates losing his stuff, especially when it's our stuff. Like, I don't know why, what came over me, but I packed a Tommy Bahama towel with him. I don't even know if it was expensive because we've had it so long. It's an oldest towel. I just thought it's an old towel. Well, it turns out it's probably Papa Byra's towel. It was my father-in-law's towel. So Scott's not happy with me because that's the one thing he lost was his, was Tommy Bahama towel. He is, and we can't find it. He can't, he, you know, and also they've lost and found. So it's an enormous lost and found. So you can imagine there were times when he was like, you know, three and four where, yeah, he didn't come back with a lot of shit. <laughs> he couldn't, you know, they little ones, you got to really make sure you don't give them anything good. Because they, well, they lose it all the time. I don't know when Little Ones is going to be over. Because I know mine, like, I know Hunter's very good. But May, are you kidding? Like, I can't, like, pen, like pencils, not nothing. Like, I'm I'm constantly going, wh- where'd it go? So where I try to give Isaac a system. You know, he's got a thing about his goggles. If he does not have his goggles, he will not swim. So, like, I noticed this morning for the first time, he always panics when he can't find something, also like his father. So, like... I taught him the goggles go in the front pocket. And then on the way to the car, I'm like, where are the goggles? Front pocket. Isaac, do you know where your goggles are? They're in the front pocket. So today I f- started to 
this was years ago, right? Like four years ago when he started doing major camp and so. So this morning he's like, "Here are my goggles," and I and I take them and I go to shove them in the bag, and he's like, "No, mom, front pocket." Oh, it's just like he he just automatically knows where it is. So if I feel like if I can teach him, like always put your like my keys and wallet are not, I don't know, organized, but they're always in the same place. So if they're lost, it's because some dickhead moved them that wasn't me. Even if it means it's on the counter in this one place, I know where they are every time. You just need a little system. So if make it have a system, like when I when you get there, always put your towel in the bottom of the thing, and then you'll know where it is every time. Or always put your, you know, if you do if you're habitual, you lose stuff less. That's all. Help her make a system for whatever. I don't even know what she's losing, but I'm just saying if you help them make a system, it all does the things. Work. Also, no, it's yeah, just, all the it's things. It's a very unique. It's a very unique yeah. problem that I have with that one, but. But yeah, no, I understand in terms of the systems and whatnot. And yeah, it's um, hard. Yeah. I know. I know it's hard. It's hard to get them to break habits of just not giving a shit about where your stuff is, too. Yeah. And I was often like that as well. All right. So we have some stuff to talk about today, faux show. And so oh. without further ado, okay. We got to talk about the thing. You mean the oh, X, yes. the X of it all? <laughs> the the thing I can't yeah the the I decided to call it the channel formerly known as Twitter in, in honor <laughs> of Prince. in honor of Prince that's what I'm gonna call it. I actually wrote this morning I was done because even if I gave a shit about what it was called, which I don't, seeing the app on my phone, seeing the black X. Yeah. On my phone, on the screen, it irks me like an ex-boyfriend would irk me. It's, you know what? It is so funny that you're saying that because like I've been, obviously I've been following. So for those who do not know what the heck we're oh, yes, talking sorry. about, we are talking about the rebrand of Twitter to X, the letter X. Okay. Just in case you've been under a rock or have been sleeping for the past month or so. This is a thing. And it happened really fast. It literally happened like last Wait, We are recording on Monday. So a week ago on Sunday, Elon literally said, we're rebranding to X. But actually, it was more like, hey, what should the logo be? I think I want to change it to X. And then all of a sudden, there we were. There we were. So he he just said that. Yeah, it wasn't even like a definitive statement it was like maybe i should or hey we're gonna it was so casual and then but also he i think he did say something like one of the tweets was like and now we are x and it sounded like it was a joke it's like what okay okay (laughs) right what you know and it wasn't true anyway all that to say that I've been following that whole conversation and, you know, having have to be strategic about it. And what does it really actually mean? And, you know, pros and cons, like looking at it from the from the content perspective as somebody who leads a little bit of that within Libsyn and thinking about like, what does that mean for the brand? Like what is happening? What are the algorithms changes? Like all this stuff. Right. So I've been doing a lot of that type of look. But I have to say that even in my analytical mind, thinking through strategy and all this stuff, and then when the thing changed on my iPad, when I saw the logo, I was like, I don't even want to open it. It's so triggering. It's so triggering. I don't know why. It's almost as if they took 
well, this is a terrible example because there are so many people on Twitter and I'm sure they thought of it in many different ways. But for me, it's almost like they took a very nice sport like Olympic ice skating and turned it into like snowboarding without asking if anybody wanted to watch snowboarding. Yeah. It, it took like a friendly, happy little Twitter symbol and turned it into like the calling card for incels to me or something. Yes. It's like, a, it's like a know- woman hating alpha douche like i don't know why it triggers me but it does it really it's does. a i feel the same and it's just so like weird and and the other part is okay so when you search for stuff mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. uh and you're trying to find twitter and you use that term yeah you're gonna have twitter come up like it is so unique because before twitter Twitter didn't exist. Correct. Right. And tweets. What the hell? Tweets is like, you know, what birds said. Like it, it is a whole new vo- vocabulary term. It's a verb. It became a verb. It became a word. So what are we supposed to call it now? Is there any talk about that at all? Wait, anywhere? wait. Oh, hold sorry. on one second sorry. before sorry. I end it. So, but, so anyway, the search thing, tweets, Twitter, those are all very unique words that you can search for. And it's very specific. There's a lot. I mean, people, can you imagine if somebody could, I mean, it's the dream. If somebody was able to search for She Podcasts and She Podcasts was like, it was the brand. The brand She Podcasts immediately would come up. It wasn't like She Podcasts as in like a sentence, like She Podcasts. It was more, it was a thing. Mm -hmm. They had that. Everybody wants that. Right. And they've gotten rid of it. And now- it's just X. And do you know how many X's there are on the internet? A lot. Is it just supposed to be like X.com? Well, yeah, I'm assuming. Oh, it goes right to Twitter. I knew he would buy it. Yeah, well, of course he did. He did that. The It was the first thing he did. But when it comes to like searching for X, searches for X and any kind of X is mostly going to show up porn. Mm-hmm. Because it's so, X is such a part of the porn industry. Like, how is this a good idea? I just can't for, just for search, imagine. Just for search. And I guess supposedly now what you call it is just a post. So you're just posting on X. So the right way to rebrand something is what Facebook has done with Meta. You take two separate things. I mean, you know, Meta wasn't even that separate. It just sort of like slowly you know it's kind of like someone who comes to stay on your couch for a night or two and then all of a sudden they live there and they're buying groceries like that's what did happen with meta you got used to it it snuck up on you they snuck it in here they snuck it in there they change your avatar then they change you know where the now it's like meta business accounts instead of facebook business you know it's subtle it lets you like get used to it get comfortable with it whereas like this was just like hey guess what poof we're done And I think that also triggers me. So it's not even just the symbol, the black X, but it's also the fact that like it came out of nowhere. You know, it's kind of like someone pinching your ass as you walk by. Like, don't fucking touch. Don't like just change shit. Like we've (laughs) been here longer than you, motherfucker. Okay. Like I've been there since 2008. Like, what are you doing? Don't do that. And you know, when I I believe when, when uh, Facebook rebranded to Meta, I believe I might be 
I mean, it hasn't even fully done, right? Like, I can't remember if he announced it. I can't remember if there was like a, you know how they used to have the, I mean, they still do the, the Facebook things when everybody comes together and they all talk about whatever. I can't remember if it was like a convention. I, it was, oh, yes. I can't remember if it was a time. But anyway, it was at the beginning and they did have a vision like they they had the website and they had the idea around the metaverse, right, about what that meant and all that stuff. And I do know that X is is has that idea. But the thing is that it was done all during posts. And so with the metaverse and the way that Facebook went around doing that stuff is they had PR releases, you know, they had the website put out on there. They had that vision put out. I, I, I even, I could, I could feel, it seems to me that um, Zuckerberg did some kind of presentation. I don't know. It was something like that, but it was like, we were still kind of rolling our eyes about it, but you know what? Yeah, but it was I, like subtle enough for me where. Yeah. Within the week we were all like, okay, meta. Yeah. yeah. All right. Meta. Right. But with this, it was a tweet. And also it's not a word. It's just X. It's so annoying. It's an right. annoying rebrand. Like it can't just be. Like you couldn't make up a new word or have any word. Like it's just well, a letter of the alphabet, which by the way is the same fucking name as his kid. Like that irks me too. And everything else there's, he really likes X. But why? I mean, at least tell us what you've got, what boner you have for the letter X. Why? <laughs> why? Not the letter Y, but tell me W-H-Y you have such a thing about X. Because if I could even remotely understand, like if you have a mathematical boner for it, or if it's like a visual, you just like the way lines cross, like I don't <laughs> care what it is. I don't even care what it is. Just tell me what it is so I can get on board mentally at least a little bit. But no, Elon chose to be the guy from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation who just shows up with his trailer and starts dumping his sewage into your <laughs> into your lawn, right? Instead of like a normal, instead of like I said, instead of like Facebook where someone wants to stay for one night and then they kind of like ingratiate themselves into your life like he has no interest in doing that no and because of that it shows me he doesn't give a crap what anyone else thinks which i already knew but when it affects my phone and what i stare at every day on my phone it irks me i think it is a little like i hadn't realized how annoyed i am by just looking at that letter there because i'm like i don't even want that it's so Ugly. <laughs> yeah. Can I just choose whether or not it's a black? Act? Like, I don't even, I don't even want it on my phone. I, just I don't even want me. it on my phone, too. I was like, just send me, you know, I said our business will be here, but I, please find me elsewhere. I don't want to, I don't want to be there anymore. A it's pain sad, in but. the behind, all the way around. All of the things are super annoying. But now you can say that, like, I'm posting on X, the posts that I put on X. The X posts. I walked in on you. You did, Patrick Keller. You walked yeah, in on you did, Elon. Now, here's the thing, though. Elon has had dreams for a while prior to his acquisition of Twitter. I believe it was prior to that, but I and I have heard rumblings about this, that his vision for the platform itself is that it had the potential to be a place where you did all the things. Like mm -hmm. that, that 
And his vision, I think, did start from, you know, because he was part of PayPal. Yeah. And so he was very much involved in the, you know, the digital exchange of money way back and has seen the growth of that. Mm -hmm. And so he, he often thought that Twitter could be a great place to also add that kind of a component, like a component of being able to like a Venmo too. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Like he always wanted to have that layer and he thought Twitter would be a great place to do it because people were already engaging with it in that idea, in this process, the Mm -hmm. AI conversation started to come into the scene as well. And so he started to vision a platform that was that everything place. It was like a place where you could do all the things. You could talk to your friends. You could make reservations for your hotel or for a restaurant. You could send money to, um, you know, when you buy things uh, from a store or, and you can send the money to your friends as well. You could pay for people. You can hire people. um, You can find people that you can work with. And all, all of that stuff could be within it where it was all of the things, right? And he really loves, and I've never experienced this myself. And if we do happen to have any Chinese listeners, we may or may not because we might be banned in China because we are a <laughs> we are an explicit show. But oh. I've never really heard of. I mean, I have heard of WeChat, but I've never used WeChat. I've never used WeChat, it. and WeChat is is exactly that. In China, where you do all the things. Sounds like Facebook. I've made reservations on Facebook. I've made appointments on Facebook. I've paid people on Facebook. Like, this is already Facebook. Yeah. So it seems to me that everything that's related to the WeChat thing, it feels to me that it's more along the lines of WhatsApp than Facebook. Okay. Right? So it's a little more chatty. And it's how you exchange payments, really, in all of the ways. So it's not just something like Venmo, because like it's not kind of like Venmo in the sense that, yeah, there's a lot of people who use it, mm-hmm. but it's ubiquitous in how you exchange money. There's still a lot of people you could go like, do you, can I send this, you know, can I Venmo, Venmo the payment? And people are like, uh, what? Venmo or PayPal, oh, PayPal, yeah. a yeah, bank. Yeah, yeah. Check. The I'll write normal a check. person is like, yeah. I've only done that twice. And yeah, yeah, and I don't trust that and all that stuff. So in that respect, and that's what he wants. He wants and oh, wait, with to add the AI component of it too. It there is a. I'm not sure what this would look like, but it's it is going to be the place where I assume. It's going to start to grab all the conversations and be able to, in some way, use the information to create prompts and Mm -hmm. conversations and things like that that are integral to running businesses and things like that within the platform itself. So he's got a big vision. I don't know. I'm so turned off by the letter that I can't even, um, I mean, like what would make me want to go back and use that platform? I have no idea. Cause also I do have the luxury of not having based my whole life around it for the last 14 years. Like I know that journalists and, and writers and 
well, all kinds of people have just made Twitter their home for so long. So they, Mm -hmm. they have to use it, whether it triggers them or not, because that's where their whole lives are. And I haven't done that, but yeah, it's going to have to sing and tap dance in order for me to come back. Unfortunately, it has done that for a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people who've built entire careers out of it, not necessarily meaning I'm not saying that you were on Twitter tweeting and that's how you built your business. I'm saying even like connections made on Twitter, the way that you build communities on Twitter. um, There are lots of smaller often overlooked communities that came together on Twitter. It was so easy to find a lot of stuff via hashtags, the way that you organize. It's one of the best places to do or just organize search. Yeah. Yeah. And like just organizing, finding yourself. Activism, Jenny says. Activism. Absolutely. Activism is what I'm trying to. Yeah. Twitter has completely changed our culture with Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. with Oscar So White. You know, there are certain tweets that have like, totally changed the way that we approve of what's right and wrong. So it's sad that if it's going away, but I don't even know if it's going away. I don't feel like I can stare at that fucking thing. That's all. Right. And it's like, it's, it is unfortunate that it's, that that's a thing. It's unfortunate that it's doing that. And I do feel that there is going to be another vibe to it, obviously. Uh, Meaning like if we can, there's going to be a lot of people who might, step away from the platform and come back in a year and maybe it'll be it'll be completely different than it was mm-hmm. and it might work for that it just feels that there's a lot of business decisions that he's making that are not really decisions they're kind of impulses i felt like an impulse um, maybe it wasn't i think you're you're right it is an impulse i think it is an impulsive thing that he's doing he's actually making big choices I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I I don't particularly like him as a human. I don't particularly like the way that he's been doing what he's been doing. Um, I can go off and be very critical about him as a human. And I and I really don't want to use the platform at all because of him, like at all. Right. But I actually don't know. This to me is one of those things where I'm going to sit back and watch and go, you know what, if he pulls this out of whatever it is and he ends up creating something valuable i'm in it but it's like he needs supervision yes yeah and patrick yeah the reason that he's gotten to where he's gotten is because he doesn't and hasn't and it's like yeah, it's that one thing his brain is he's not donald he's actually brilliant they remind me of each other in the impulsivity but the difference is Elon is like actually successful and not pretending to be successful. Elon is actually a brilliant thinker and a brilliant mind. And the Donald is none of those things. Like he's a, (laughs) he's actually the real deal. He's the thing that Donald pretends to be. It's just that also, I don't think he has a grip on nor cares about how emotionally attached people might be to this platform. Like, And actually, maybe he doesn't care and maybe he shouldn't care. But that's just millions of people that have been using it for so long that we're just like, wait, what do you mean X? Wait, what do you mean it's black? What do you mean I'm staring at this weird? I mean, we don't own it more than him. It just feels like he's being a little like like we said, he's being a little impulsive and it's annoying. I'm not sure that I would push back on that to him for that, because sometimes in order for change to happen, you have to scrap things. You have to like scorch the earth. 
you know, you got to like, just do it. You have to just burn it all. Right. And not give in and not care. But I think what I'm the most concerned about is that his way of leading his, his leadership style and that style works for a very specific type of person. The people who can actually work under those conditions are very specific types. Like they're sure. very, you know, and so I'm, those, those types are going to create a product that is based on that type of a vibe versus, versus how I would lead. Like I would want to have a different leadership style because you're creating the culture that you want with the product that you're putting out. And if you are creating the type of environment and only like, I can't imagine so many different types of people being able to be working in that company in a way that feels good for them. Mm-hmm. Other than if you subscribe to this one ideology and it was always about that one ideology. Like, I just, I don't see a whole, like, we're going to give you days off. Oh, of course you need to take care of your mental health. And well, how do we know what they're doing in there? We don't work there. Well, what I'm saying in the way that he treats people, it looks to me that there is zero, like he, but he, he must have an HR work. department. It's like, you know, no one has full control over an entire have you seen how he's treated his people? People who are watching us here in the chat, you know how many people he's fired already. I mean, he's fired so many people already and not paying them appropriately. I don't want to assume they don't have insurance or can't no. take days off, though. That's different. Well, it's not that, but but I don't think that that's something that's top of mind. Like, he just wants people to work Maybe. 24-7 to be able to be at his beck and call. And can you imagine? Probably okay. True. The person who owns the company made this announcement on a Sunday. I know. And this guy, by the way, has five children. Does he take care of them, though? No, absolutely not. You know that. He has two with Grimes, and then he had one after her. He had three. Yeah, I mean, no, he doesn't take care of them. We don't really have anything more to say other than the fact that I don't know what we're going to do with this platform. I don't either, but we're going to figure it out. I wanted to tell you about something, actually. It's a personal experience. First of all, do you watch the show The Fool on Hulu? No. Okay. Well, you must watch it. First of all, it, it's- Is it a comedy? If it's a comedy, I'm not watching it. Let me g- move on first. Okay. It's a, it is funny, but it's a comedy about a guy who lives, I think it's East LA, and his cousin- well, you talked to him about- no, I just found this show yesterday. Oh, oh okay. A guy who who's from East LA. He, he's a Hispanic. He lives with his mother, and uh, they say he's Mexican. I'm assuming he's Mexican because they only talk about Mexicans in this show, except one guy who keeps going, "Hey, I'm Salvadorian," but the, <laughs> but the rest of them are Mexican. So this guy who's never been in trouble a day in his life started a nonprofit called Hugs Not Thugs, where mm-hmm. he tries to help gang members rehabilitate their lives after they get out of prison Mm -hmm. so there's all these you know ex-prisoners and they're doing yoga and they make money by baking cupcakes and Mm -hmm. you know his cousin gets out of prison and his cousin is like you know like doing stuff like calling him gay because meanwhile he's been in the joint for like what like eight years so like our Mm -hmm. society's changed a lot yeah 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 anyway so they have all these arguments and stuff anyway so the cousin shows up to this is actually about me not even the show 
the cousin shows up the first day and Michael Imperioli, who was um, in Sopranos, he played the nephew. He is the head of the nonprofit and he's putting up a little banner on the wall that says Richard Brunson. And the guy's like, hey, nice to meet you. Whenever he goes, you know what I'm doing right now? I am putting up a plaque because the very generous Richard Brunson has given us an amazing donation of $10,000. And my first thought was, that cheap motherfucker, right? Because I because all I've been doing for three years is like analyzing and getting angry at sponsorship and donations, right? So I'm just like, Richard Bunsen gave $10,000. And then as soon as it came out of my mouth, he starts screaming about it. That cheap motherfucker is oh. like, bought his own island. He can't even give us like a fucking... And I was like, Scott, Scott, it's me. Look, he's me. He's me. <laughs> it was so funny because... I, I was like, there's no way he's happy about that. 10 grand from Richard Brunson. I would be so mad. I'd be like, just keep it. <laughs> keep it. Anyway, That's it is funny. a really funny show, though. It's a very funny show. Like, they, like one of the black guys in the show, like, he's an old enemy. He comes up to the guy and he's like, um, you know, and they have beef, obviously. So the two of them go and try to find their boys so they can have a fight in a parking lot. And uh-huh. you mostly just see, you mostly just see the cousin, I forget his name, just going around, you know, trying to find his old boys. And like one of them's dead, died of a heart attack. One of them's got like an ulcer, so he can't come. And then the other guy shows up with his pop pop because no one else could come for him either. It was ridiculous. Oh my god, it's so funny. I mean, I know you hate comedies, but I think you would like it. It's really funny. I looked at it. It seems like interesting. I like it. I like it. Try one yeah. episode the whole way through. I promise you, if you hate it, you don't have to watch it anymore. All right. But that's good. I'm going to have to watch it. That yeah, seems like funny. it's a good show. It's called This Fool. It's called. Oh, it is it. This Fool. This Fool. I mean, it is not in any way about me, but it just made me realize how peaceful my summer has been. Because as soon as I saw the check was for $10,000, I was instantly furious. And then I was like, wow, my my last couple of weeks have been very peaceful. Very, That's very good. Peaceful. You want to have the peaceful. It's like, I mean, I don't mind peace. Having <sighs> space from it, though, is has been very eye opening. I must say. I like peace. Peace is good. Peace is good. Peace is good. Now, if I can just teach everyone else who lives here to live peacefully, I'll be in business. But everyone else here is a spaz. I'm the only one staying calm. And I'm a spaz. So yeah. it's a good time. All right. Techo Kaigi. Did you want to do part two of that? Um, yeah. I know. I'm just going to share that I posted a couple of videos mm-hmm. of my actual Techo Kaigi on YouTube. Meaning I kind of did the thing where I've been wanting to do it. I, my, by the way, the YouTube channel is literally for my own joy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to post things that I want to share about me and yeah. things that I like to do and some videos that I might, you know, I don't know, bits of maybe she podcast of stuff that I've said that I'm like, oh, that's very representative of me. Oh, that's something smart I said or and something that I decided to put together like these videos. So I put two very long videos. They're like almost 30 minutes, each one of them. And again, the whole thing to me is like, whatever I want to put out, I want to put it out. I don't want to sit there and go like, oh no, it's 30 minutes. I should probably cut that down to 12 because people can only watch 12. I don't give a shit. If you don't want to watch the whole video, you don't have to watch it. Put it up there. So my Techo Kaigi is all about 
the journals that I've used all the way up to July and my planners that I've used all the way up to July and my process, what they are. And I just kind of talked about it. And I think that they're actually doing really well. Like I'm very surprised by the amount of uh, views. (laughs) Really? That I've I've gotten on them. It's just me hitting it over and over and over. No, I'm just kidding. Is it? No, I don't have the time for that shit. No, I've seen it once. But I'm so excited. Like I li- I have 950 views. What? <laughs> what? You're kidding. No. You know what? You must be one of the very few people to talk about. I mean, I mean, have you searched your own? No, like- I'm not one of the few people. I'm the, one of many people. I'm telling you Comments? just because other comments i've had a couple of people comment yeah it's very sweet and very nice mm. um so my one my first video has 950 and then the second one because i had to cut it into two pieces so one of them is the journals and the that that one has the 950 and then the other one is the planners and that one has 256 views mm-hmm. and I have gotten people and I have now more than I used to have seven subscribers. Now I have 50 subscribers. So that's mm-hmm. nice. So anyway, I'm just if you guys want to go check it out, it literally is of my want to check desk. it out. Give them the thing. It's just my desk. And I'm just talking through all the stuff, opening up the, the things and talking through my workflow. And I was very happy with it for myself. And I think that part of it is that I wanted to put this stuff down because part of having this meeting with yourself, which is, I I talked about it before, techo means planner in Japanese. And so kaigi means meeting. So it's a meeting with your planners. And part of it is that you kind of sit around and you figure out what you're going to do with your stuff. And in the hit in the six month time frame, Mm -hmm. you kind of do a little bit of an audit of how is it going with your planners, right? And the planning community for sure loves this stuff because I know that I love it. So I go in and I watch everybody's six months, like how I am, how am I doing with my planners? What am I letting go of? What am I going to keep going? And it's so nerdy. Well, that's, so that explains why you have so many views because it's a thing that people love to see. Absolutely. Everybody loves to see this kind of stuff because again, when you're doing the planning stuff, like you're, you just want to, watch everybody else do it. And you want to know like, what are some good tips or, Oh, I really like the way that you did that. That's not the way I do it. And that really helped me. Like it's very, totally. It's very sweet and chill. So that's my, that's why I like to watch um, clothing hauls actually, because there are certain, I've said this before on here. There are certain YouTubers that are shaped like me. And Mm -hmm. if they try stuff on, it helps me see what flatters me and what looks ridiculous before I go shopping. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm completely oblivious when I'm at a store or even when I'm ordering as to what's going to look good on me and what's not like a jumpsuit. I would have never in a thousand years thought a jumpsuit would ever be cute when they first came on the scene. But like now I love them. They're adorable. No, it's it is super helpful. And I think that that's the kind of content that I'm thinking like there's people that are looking for this kind of stuff and not just stick to that one thing. But there's you know, like I'm really obsessed with like nude sticks and stuff like that. I like love I really love sticks. that brand. It is amazing. And Their and but great. there were a couple of things that I was trying to look for for my skin because that was the other thing. It's like I was not to say that they don't they anyway. A I lot like of the marketing is 
their CEO or the woman, one of the one of the women who runs nude sticks is the one that shows off the makeup a lot of the time. And that's great. And that's amazing because, you know, she's she's awesome. But her skin is a little lighter than my skin. And so I like to see what the colors that they have, what that they look like on my skin. right? Right. And a lot of the beauty people that are putting the stuff on are also not my skin tone. And I'm not saying that I have a very specific type of skin tone. I'm just saying that I'm no, I'm in be, I'm in that in between phase, right? So I'm not like like white and I'm also not black and I'm not super brown. I'm in that brownish type of color. And so colors look different on my face. And that's one thing that I was trying to find. I'm like, what does that color? What does that cheek color look on my face? What does that lip look like on my face because there's a couple of things that show up really well on really light skin. And I finally did find somebody who was my tone and they addressed that. They said like, if you're getting the bronzer, you need to get this kind of bronzer because this bronzer isn't going to show up. It's just not going to show up on your face because it's a very specific thing. So I'm thinking of doing a nude sticks talk through of the colors so that For my skin, like I'm not trying to do like a whole, this is the thing. It's like on my skin, this is what looks great. In case you want to buy the same, this is what it looks like on my face. I love it. It's stuff like that. And because I think it's helpful for people are trying to figure out, should I get this shade or that shade? It's totally helpful. Are you kidding? It's perfect. Yeah. It's brilliant. I would, I would, I mean, I would certainly appreciate it if I was having that problem. If you like nude sticks, I'd like you to go to um, also look at Jones Road Beauty. Yeah. She has that too. Now, Bobby Brown's new. Yeah. The Bobby Brown stuff. Absolutely. But here's the thing with the Bobby Brown stuff. First of all, I'm super in, by the way. I'm super in. I love, I love her stuff. Yeah. It's really nice. But then I started to really think through why. I was really digging the nude stick stuff. And one of the key things that I love about it is that it's really small. So they make like they have different sizes and there's the bigger ones Mm -hmm. that you can carry with you. And then they have the tiny little, I guess, test. I don't even know. I don't think they're called testers. They're They're just smaller Sample size or kind of sample size, but they actually size. It's like a travel. Yeah. It's like a travel size type of a thing. And so I can have the little travel size bronzer thing, the little travel size color face thingy, and then the little highlighter and they're little, they're smaller than this. Right. So if I have something that's smaller than this and I can put that in my purse and it's just so small. I'm like, go. I love it so much. Whereas Jones Road, she's got those big ass, big ass things. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to carry three separate Jones Road. You don't. I mean, I have a, you're right. I only use it. Yeah. I don't travel with it. Yeah. Something I would travel with for sure. This is so that's why, because I loved, again, I love the Jones Road stuff, but I'm not a fan of giant things like i i want the small vibe and that's really make it or break to me that's a make it or break it thing like i don't care about the quality but if i had a smaller something that i can carry and that's why i love it because they're for like with nude sticks i can have one color Mm -hmm. put that in my pocket and i that could be my blush that could be my 
lipstick and eyeshadow for a touch up like that for just having that in my pocket. And it's so tiny. That's what sold it to me. I'm like, ooh. You're right. So you're totally right. Um, I'm still going to try it though because now I'm obsessed because you like with it. Jones Road or with nude oh sticks? nude sticks I have Jones Road and I like it oh. I do like it um, but yeah the I have foundation which is enormous and then I have the other thing which is like enormous as well yeah you're right I don't want to I mean you're right I don't want to travel with it so but. it is so and yeah because it's made my whole like travel makeup vibe super compact, compact. and small yeah. and. And I love that. And then sometimes you do, obviously, sometimes you need more, but just the ability to have that in my pocket and have it be so light. That's the other thing. It's so light. Yeah. It doesn't, I already carry so many things in my bag. Anything that makes it easier for me to carry, I'm all in for. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I've been obsessing about, I love their Instagram Like I'm constantly learning things on Instagram and I have watched like a ton of YouTube videos about how to put it on, different ways to use it. How do you put this on and all this stuff. And I just, I really dig it. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. I'm excited to try it. All right. Well, I mean, we can sort of wrap it up. It's the summer. So, you know. It's the summer. Oh my God. stuff was happening, but uh, it's What not, the heck is missive? What do you have missive? Oh, missive. Oh, I was going to talk about, okay. So missive is the tool that I've been using to try and organize my email. It's a new tool. Oh. Um, if you go to shepodcast.com slash missive, you can check it out. Basically, it's a team inbox, but also doesn't have to be. You can pull in as many accounts as you want. And it has an app as well. But you can also, like, I have mine connected also to Zoom. I have it connected to Chat API. I have it connected to Giphy. I have it connected to to um, Todoist. And okay. so all of it sort of, like, syncs together. I don't know. I'm still playing with it. Like, I, I just downloaded it. But, like, I don't know. I, I thought maybe I would talk about it. Maybe I'll talk about it next week when I've, like, you know, organized it a little better. Because right now, if I show you, I have 830. I First of all, I quit sane box i quit i deleted most of my filters i kind of wanted to start from scratch oh i have two emails i have she podcast email and i have gmail email and one forwards to the other it just was becoming confusing like everything was in you know i don't know which things i'm subscribed to for which emails but this has a bot you know this has a gmail inbox and a she podcast inbox so i don't have to keep forwarding everything from one place to another. It was just driving me crazy. I mean, I guess I could go back to that and just have one account. I guess I could just do that. But you know why I did it? I wanted to reply to an email from my Gmail and I couldn't do it in the She Podcast account. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't do it. And then I realized you can't, it's hard to set up like send email from this address when it's a Gmail. If it is hard, I can't figure out how to do it. So then I just started poking around for email clients and I found Missive. But I think you should check it out. It's really cool. It hooks up with everything. Asana, ClickUp, Dropbox, Google Drive, HubSpot, Shopify, Trello, Zapier, everything. But why do you want to connect it to all those things? Because I use my inbox almost primarily as like a to-do list. Like when it's organized and right, however many emails I have, those are my tasks is dealing with those emails. No. Oh, Pee-wee. No. Oh. Oh. I love Pee-wee when I was a Aww. kid. I used to watch Pee-wee's Playhouse every weekend with my dad. 
Oh, no. I loved every movie. I loved every movie he did. Big Top Pee Wee was hilarious. Thanks, Patrick. You just made me scream in the middle of my damn show. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that sucks, though. I didn't know he was 70, but I mean. I didn't either, but he's, yeah, he's old. Um, That sucks. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, anyway, um, but back to Missive. Yeah, just if you want to check it out, shepodcast.com slash Missive. See if you guys think, I mean, yeah, why do you want to be connected to all that stuff? I mean, you connect to Google Drive so that you can send documents easily. You connect to Trello so that you can edit and create cards right from your emails. You can, you know, let chat GPT write your email for you. You can, I mean, all kind. you know, the calendars just to remind you of shit. I don't know. I just wanted to see what kind of fun I could have with it. No, that's okay. Don't be sorry. Yeah, I. Th- it's one of those things that I. I don't. You have to like the emails. You have to be able to make sure that you know why you want it, right? Like and how your brain works. Because I have what I use is Spark. Oh, you like Spark? That's what I use. You use it at like all the time for everything. All the time for everything. I just put it in there just because I use it all. That's how I manage my email, like I through Spark. Spark. And I, you, you cannot I, change it. And it does ex- almost everything that you want it to. That's why I'm asking him, like, why do you want all that stuff? Because right. you can create a to, to-doist task. There's so Ooh. many things that I can do with it already that goes straight it's to where it cheaper, goes. Actually, it's so much cheaper than the other one. But it depends. Again, it depends on what you want to do with it and how your brain better works to do all of these things. And I about spark though. I just prefer spark. Spark. It's yeah. just what I like. Um, the other one that is works specifically with Gmail itself. Gosh, darn it. I forgot. Yeah. It's called. Spark's pretty awesome. I used to want to use it, but I remember it wouldn't work with like Mixmax, which was my sales marked. You know, like I could tell if people had read my emails, but now I don't really care. I don't have to deal with that. I don't think. This one is one that you can do that is strictly supersized for Gmail. So it is one of the it's been in beta forever. They just let it out. I just put it in there. It's called MimeStream. And MimeStream is for Mac, but it's a desktop app, but it's optimized for Gmail. So you can use all of the Gmail things that wow. you can create in Gmail, but it's just Whoa. for uh, Mac and it's and it's made even better. So does it have terms, an app too, though, for iPhone? Yes, everything. Oh, you know what? In terms of, I think MimeStream, they were going to release an app. I'm not sure they have yet, um, but I do know Spark. To me, I process my email for sure in Spark on my phones. On my phone, it's the only like I've tried all of the other apps. It's so fast that that's the reason that I I can get through email so much faster which one get, makes you go through it faster okay spark yeah. spark okay, cool mime stream i'm not you know what i'm not sure i think because that was one of the big things about mime stream is that they didn't have an app for the phone iPhone. Mm-hmm. yet and that might be something they're working on but i did i did use mime stream a little bit but i realized that the big thing for me is the app. Like mm-hmm. I need a phone. I need the ability to process my email app. fast on the phone. Same. 
And if I can't do it fast on the phone, uh, you're not winning. Yeah, You're not winning. I agree. So Spark, you like the app too. I love the app on the phone. Mm. It's really fast. I find, I think it's really fast because I'm managing one, two, three, four, five separate accounts. And so I have, I have so much email coming in at once and on the phone, I can manage it so fast, like to be able to get through the stuff. I process it and then I can come on the computer. And when I'm on the computer, I can deal with it a little better. Like I'll send some emails out. I'll pass it over to wherever it ain't to go. And then one of the other reasons that I really like Spark is that I can create a link. It's, it's I don't know why I love this feature so much. Meaning if there's an email that I want to share with the team, or if I want to um, have like, let's say a to-do item, and I want to have it inside of a document, a larger document, and I want that reference to that email, I can create a link to that email. Yeah, I'm going to... And it shows up online. It's a link I can share with you. I'm putting a link to a a Reddit thread that compares Spark with Missive and MimeStream. It's really... Great. um, I mean, it doesn't... Now that I'm looking at it, it's just to see what other people are using. Here's another one, actually. Master list of definitive app comparisons, view and contribute. I'll put that in there, too. Just so you can see, because I don't, you know, I've always wanted to use Spark and I remember it didn't work with CRM managers like Streak and stuff, but uh, I don't need that at this particular moment. I'm wondering if I could just use Spark. I love, always like Spark. I just forgot about it and started piddling with this other one. Do you think G2 will compare all three of them? That would be amazing. You know, G- like G- GBT, you mean? Where you go for software, go to G2.com. You can just compare all the things. Okay. Trust me. I don't know. I just always go there and look at stuff. I'm going to do it right now and see if I can. All right. Anyway, I think we can um, rally it up. Say goodbye. Farewell. Avida Zane. Good night. Adieu. Adieu. Do you. And you. And you. Thank you guys for being with us so far. Check out that. I'd love to hear what you think, which email apps you're using, which ones you like the best. Send it to feedback at shepodcast.com and also find us on all of the socials at she podcast you can also go find the show notes at shepodcast.com thank you guys so much for being here with us live we so appreciate it and thank you so much for listening if you're listening and uh have a good summer see you next week thank you bye bye